What's good, people? It's the NBC Podcast with your boy, S. McCann. And this is episode 26, equals week 9, review. And in this week, we lost a close one against the Chargers. And I was proud of my team. We ain't let up. The offense looked good this game. Ran the ball again. Second week in a row. The quarterback made some plays this week. And I was very proud. So in this episode, I break down the standout players of this week. What we did right. What we did wrong this week. A review of next week's game against the Broncos and breaking news Odell signing to the Los Angeles Rams so sit back relax let's get week nine against the Chargers we lost 37 Chargers, 24, Philadelphia Eagles. Everything in the beginning didn't go our way. Hurts, Jalen, missed a wide open TD to Dallas Goddard. He also missed a TD to Devontae Smith in the end zone. During this game, Linebackers looked like they were nowhere on this field. Herbert was just eating the middle of the field all day. If it was Keenan Allen, killing the middle of the field. Jared Cook, killing the middle of the field. We couldn't stop anybody over the middle. Nothing. Our Russian defense this game. Did they think they shut down the rush, but the pass, we couldn't stop the pass. And it did look like we were playing the zone against a good young quarterback, and he ate us up. You got to do some press, man. You got two corners that are tall corners that like the press receivers. That's what they did. Within their career. Slay. He did that. Many of times. Many of years. In Detroit. And then. Stevie Nelson. Did that. When he was with Pittsburgh. He did that. When he was with Kansas City. So they know how to play. Press coverage. I don't understand. Why this defensive coordinator. Does not allow them to play. Press coverage. If they play press coverage, it will give your defensive line some time to get to the quarterback. It will mess up the routes. It will mess up the timing. It will do a lot of those things. But this defensive coordinator doesn't like to do that. And so now you're getting the middle of the field exposed all the time because you're not pressing nobody. They can just bang. 
slant, easy. Bang, another slant, easy. The tight end, you're not jamming the tight end at the line. With whoever that's on him, he's running free. Bang, easy. Everything is easy against this defense, especially the pass. The pass is very easy against this defense. And it's sickening to see it every week, week in and week out. And just make adjustments. Just play a little bit more press man. That's it. You can mix it up, but you need to play more press man because you got the corners and the personnel to play press man. Justin Herbert. Let's get to him. He smoked us. He was 32 of 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Every good quarterback that we play, their numbers look like this. 300 and something yards, a few touchdowns, and they complete 90 or 80% of their passes. Every time. Like, this dude was on fire. He was just hitting everybody. Like, come on, man. You got to mess up the timing for him. Rushing yards. Eckler, 17 carries, 59 yards, 3.5 yards a carry. Justin Herbert, he got in the rushing category. Five carries, 14 yards, 2.8 yards a carry, and he scored a touchdown on a rush. Andre Roberts. He's like their third or fourth receiver. One carry, nine yards. Joshua Kelly, three carries, six yards, two yards a carry. And then Larry Roundtree, the third. One carry, one yard. Receiving-wise, for the Chargers, my boy, Keenan Allen, was roasting us over the middle all day. Killing us. Goodness. 12 receptions, 104 yards, 8.7 yards of reception, zero TDs. Mike Williams, two receptions, 58 yards, 29 yards of reception. Jared Cook, four receptions, 48 yards. 12 yards of reception. Steven Andrews, that was their other tight end. Four receptions, 39 yards, 9.8 yards of reception, one touchdown. So between those two, they had eight receptions, 87 yards, one touchdown. Donald Parham, their other tight end. So they had all tight ends cooking us out there all day. He had three receptions, 39 yards, 13 yards of reception, and a touchdown. And so with that, those three tight ends had over 100 yards, 120 maybe 130, two touchdowns. So he was just spreading the ball around, killing us. 
it looked like we ain't have no linebackers out there sticking anyone. So you had three tight ends smoking us. That's 11 receptions. Two touchdowns. 130 yards. Killing us. On top of Keenan Allen. Eckler got into it. Receiving. Three receptions. 23 yards. 7.7 yards of reception. Josh Palmer. Two receptions. 22 yards. 11 yards of reception. Jaden Guyton. One deep pass. 19 yards. And the back, Kelly, one reception, four yards. Their defense wasn't doing much against us because we could score at will. Not at will, but we had drives and we was cooking at the end of the game to tie it up. But they were getting a little pressure on us. They had one sack. It wasn't like they were killing it. But we do have a quarterback that can get out of harm's way with his legs and make things happen with running. So that's a gift of Jalen Hurts that he can maneuver in the pocket, throw on a run, or run it. And so, like I said, our linebackers were nowhere on the field. I don't even know if they were out there. It was just, it it looked crazy how the middle of the field was open. Edwards, our one tight end, he got beat for, for a TD. And on that play, the tight end was playing fullback, and he caught the pass out of the backfield. But that was his man, and he just got beat. In the beginning of the game, I think it was like the first two series, we wasn't running the ball at all. Once we start running the ball, the Eagles, everything started opening up for us. This was the first game or the first bad game of the season for Darius Slay. He got beat deep by Mike Williams and then the Tight end, I don't know which tight end, because two tight ends scored, scored on Slay's side. And I don't know if that was his man that he was supposed to stick or that was one of the linebackers' assignments. Throughout the game, you've seen the offensive side coaches make great in-game adjustments. On the defensive side, they did make some like second quarter and third quarter defensive adjustments that knocked Herbert off a little bit, but they didn't keep that up. They didn't make the adjustments that they needed to get a stop in the fourth quarter. The one thing that stood out to me for Jalen Hurts this game was the drive in the fourth quarter to tie the game up. He made all the right plays. They needed to play. He ran. He got the first down. I think it was like 39 or whatever. 
He ran. He got the first down. He did a front flip over the dude. In that drive, it was 10 plays, 78 yards. And we scored. He was doing his thing on that drive. The second player on offense that was smashing him was Devontae Smith. This guy's route running this game and throughout the season, he was murdering them. Granted, they didn't have their starting cornerbacks or whoever, but they still professionals out there. And he was cooking them. He had five receptions, 116 yards, 23.2 yards of reception, one touchdown, cooking them. That's our bright spot on this offense. Him and Goddard, when they get to it and, and you sprinkling everybody else in one by one, but it should be those two getting the ball receiving-wise on our offense every week. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard. Jalen Hurts, this game, I like this game for him because it seems like now they're taking the approach of what the Seattle Seahawks did with Russell Wilson in his first year, in his second year in the league. They relied heavily on the running game and they made him progress into the QB that he is now. As we all know, in this NFL, it's hard to play quarterback. It's hard to understand certain things, certain language, certain coverages. But if you do have a running game that can save your quarterback or that can help your quarterback in the flow of the game, now you got play action. Now you can hit those big slant routes or those big plays down the field when you run the ball. And I think that that's what the Eagles are doing with Jalen Hurts. They know that he's a smart individual. They know that he knows how to play the game of football. His arm is strong enough and all of that. But you still have to help your young quarterback out with running the ball. So Jalen Hurts, he was 11 of 17, 162 yards, one touchdown, and I was to Devontae Smith, zero picks. He did well. Yeah, you want to get the yards up a little bit to like 230, 250, but again, he didn't have no picks. Rushing, this was like the first game that Jalen Hurts was not the leading rusher. So Jordan Howard had 17 carries, 71 yards, 4.2 yards, a carry, one TD. Jalen Hurts, 10 carries, 62 yards, 6.2 yards a carry. Boston Scott, 10 carries, 40 yards, 4 yards a carry. Kenneth Gainwell, 2 carries, 3 yards, 1.5 yards a carry. One touchdown. Receiving. I told you guys about Devontae Smith. Five carries, 116 yards. 23.2 yards of reception. One TD. Dallas Goddard. Three receptions. 43 yards. 14.3 yards of reception. We need to get him the ball more as well. 
Quez Watkins, two receptions, nine yards, 4.5 yards of reception. And Jalen Rager, one reception, negative six yards. He's a disappointment to me. He's a first-round pick. And it's like, why is he not showing up? Like, he has to at least get open for other people. Like, he not even getting open. I don't even see him open on the field. And again, who knows if his plays predicated to him or what, or he's just a blocking receiver. Who knows? I don't know. All I know is that his production is terrible. And so the overall stats, the Chargers had 445 yards. We had 331 yards, which I would like that number, our number of total yards to be in like the 400 area. Passing yards, they had 356. We had 155. Rushing yards, they had 89, which they were under 100. And that's great. You keep a team under 100 rushing yards. Our rushing yards was 176. Telling you, that number is balanced. We looking real balanced right now. Yards per play, they had 6.8. Our yards per play was 5.8. First downs, they had 28. We had 20. Sacks allowed. We only allowed one sack. They allowed zero. We had three punts. They had zero punts. They had four penalties. We had three penalties. Their time of possession was 33 minutes, 37 seconds. And our time of possession was 26 minutes, 23 seconds. And with that, just to be in the game, it seems like our drives need to be a little bit more longer. We had three punts. And if we can reduce that, those punts, into first downs, then we'll be in scoring position. So, like I said, it is what it is. We know what we are. We do have a shot to be in a wild card, but we have to win games. And like I said last week, we're in the right direction. We're going in the right direction. But who knows? I'm going to still, you know, push my team on. And make my assessment every week. But like I said, we, we're, we're headed in the right direction. Odell Beckham. He got cut last week by the Cleveland Browns. And then no one claimed him on Monday, which I was wrong. I thought a team would claim him, but they didn't. And so now it was the first time in his career that he was a free agent, and that doesn't happen to a player with that skill set ever. And so it came down to the Saints, Green Bay, Arizona, 
the Rams, Los Angeles Rams. And then he said, I'm making my decision Saturday or Sunday. And then yesterday it came out that he picked the Rams. A lot of people are upset. And I'm not upset. I'm just like, the Rams already got all these receivers. What are you going to bring to the Rams that they already don't have? But I get it. He really have doesn't have to do much. All the pressure is not on him. Like it was in New York. Like it was in Cleveland. And then when he isn't getting the ball, they're going to look at him and say, why aren't you getting the ball? Are you the problem? Are you this? Are you that? I get it from that standpoint where he just want to play football. And he's going to be out there. He's going to get the ball. He's going to get the ball more than three times a game. They're going to make it an effort to give him the ball more than three times a game. If it's in the rounds, little hitches, whatever. Like they're going to give him the ball. But at what cost? Because they're going to score the ball regardless with the running game and all of that. So what's, what's going to happen? Is the running game going to take a back seat? We don't know. And another thing why Odell picked the Rams is that he lives in L.A. on the offseason. All of these players, every single player or most of these players – Live in L.A. LeBron, he lived in L.A. That's why he picked the Lakers. He had two homes in L.A. A.D., when he played in New Orleans, he lived in L.A. He already had a $20 million house in L.A., so he wanted to get traded to the Lakers. Russell Rustbrook, he lives in L.A. <laughs> That's why he wanted to be traded to L.A. Like All of these players live in L.A., they train in L.A., Von Miller, he lives in L.A. That's why he went to the Rams. Even Jalen Ramsey, he lived in L.A. That's why he wanted to get traded to the Rams. So it wasn't a thing or a surprise that he signed with them. Like, who, who would you rather sign with? I'm not signing with Green Bay because what's the point of me signing to Green Bay? We don't know about Aaron Rodgers on how long he's going to be there, or will this be a distraction with that and the weather? I'm not signing with the Saints because their quarterback situation ain't all that great. The only two teams that I would rather sign with right now is Arizona and the Rams because of the weather. And you train in Arizona and in L.A., and you got a home in L.A., so it was a no-brainer for him to pick it because all of his people is out in L.A. That's the life. The life is in L.A. And that's where everybody wants to go. Ben Simmons wants to go to L.A. He got a home in L.A. He wants to be traded to an L.A. team. All of these players live in L.A. basically. It used to be Miami that everybody wanted to go to and live. Now it's L.A. Tinseltown. Again, that's all they want to do. They want to go out there, be with the stars. He's a star. He want to be with the stars. And that's what was going to happen 
when the Chargers, the Rams, they moved to L.A., what do you think? That's a big market. You're going to attract players based off the market that you in. You got that big stadium. You think the league, look, the league love this. Look, it's L.A. It's a big market. Fans coming to the, man, look, it's big business, man. And that was a big business move. You can't be mad at that. So this week against the Broncos, can we win this game? Yes. Will we win this game? Who knows? We're going in the right direction. They don't have a few of their corners. And so we'll see what will happen. All I want for this week is to continue to be balanced on offense. Please be balanced. Bump up the passing yards to like 230, 250. And continue to rush the ball over 100 yards. Get everybody involved. Jalen Hurts. Jordan Howard. All the backs. Boston Scott. Kenneth Gainwell. Get them all primed up. Ready to rush. And that's just going to open up the play action and the passing down the field. So with that, people, it's a wrap. So that was episode 26, Eagles Week 9 Review. And like I said in that episode, we're on the right track. Our offense is balanced, but that defense is still bad at the linebacker position. So we will have our struggles against a good QB with good weapons. So that will be tough to watch. But what's great to watch is Devontae Smith growing with Jalen Hurts. That's something special. And so in this week, week 10, we go against the Broncos and that game We might win, we might lose, who knows. But, like I said in the pod, I hope that we're balanced this game and that will give us a chance to win. So with that, people, stay safe, give respect, and show love. One.